Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Well, here we are, Ball vs. Life. What's up, JC? I am Jack, as usual. What's up? What's up? Bro, this is it, man. This is this is the time we enjoy the most. <laughs> I don't know. We, I haven't been maybe enjoying... we, we don't enjoy the most. Exactly. <laughs> Not this right? year. Yeah. I haven't enjoyed it the past couple seasons. So mm. you, you probably did, but well, this season. Only that one season, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it is playoff time. Holy shit, man. It's crazy, man. It's it's look thinking about where we are now, I never would have imagined how the standings would have played out. I'll be honest. Hey man, this is why it's called hashtag sports, man. You never know, know what's gonna dude. happen. You gotta you gotta play the games to see what, what ends up happening in Man was it an interesting season, regardless of the results, man. It definitely was interesting. <laughs> you can throw away all those power rankings that those quote unquote experts put out in the beginning of the season. With uh, Brooklyn and the the Lakers being like top two seeds of each of their respective divisions or conferences, or whatever you want to call it, and now yeah, the playoff picture is clear, man. Oh, it's clearer. There's the play in this year, so or the yeah, last exactly. two years. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it definitely is. Uh, I mean, you know what's kind of funny is like all of those preseason rankings. Generally, Vegas is on point in terms of like. Mm-hmm calling all of the you know the the favorites for that but even vegas was kind of wrong this year and rankings were all over the place and uh, i mean you know this is the drama that you can't make up you just kind of really got to see how things kind of uh, develop as the season goes so I, I feel like the season played out how the beginning of the season started like all these top teams that were supposed to play well, like as like you know, let's say Brooklyn for example and the Lakers, like they started out poorly for very various reasons, right? Like um, Kyrie Irving, the whole vaccination unvaccinated situation, he didn't play, and then the other drama that came around with that. The Lakers added West, Russell Westbrook, and then you know there's the polar ends of how people speculated that would fit, but it never did, and then mm-hmm. the injuries, like it just started. Both seasons started horribly for these two quote-unquote top teams that were supposed to be in title contention and i don't know brooklyn's still in the race so brooklyn could easily still win the title i mean it's freaking kd we're talking about yeah. so at least they're in the running but they are not they're like in the play-in <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so, so for for the uninformed yes. just in case we got people who are uninformed mm. where are these two top favorites right now as we start uh, oh, as we look man. at it on a, a tuesday before the play-in games well, let, let's talk with, talk talk about Brooklyn first because we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooklyn is, I think, the seventh seed, which is they're in the play-in tourney. Um, mm-hmm. They're gonna play the Cavs, which is the eighth seed. They actually have identical records, but I think uh, Brooklyn hold, holds holds a tiebreaker, so that's why they're seventh seed. So whoever wins that game in the play-in will be the seventh seed, and mm-hmm. whoever loses will be the eighth seed. But then they will play the the winner of the ninth and tenth for the eighth spot. Wow. Yeah. So Probably. yeah, it 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 can get dicey. Let's say Brooklyn loses to yeah. ca- to the Cavs when they're playing tonight. This is Tuesday we're talking about recording on a Tuesday. I'm so assuming we'll, they're playing at Bro- Brooklyn. Yes, they're playing at Brooklyn because they're the higher seed. Mm-hmm. So if they lose, they have to play the ninth ten who had the winner of the ninth ten seed, and they could 
potentially be out. Who knows? I don't expect them to be, let's be honest. I mean, if Kyrie and KD are healthy, those guys are killers, man. I don't know what you... How do you feel about this situation? Uh, I... Well, it's unexpected to find Cleveland on the eighth spot. So for them to actually be in play, given, you know, what had happened uh, since LeBron has left, this is really surprising. I do think Brooklyn still matches up well, but I mean, you know, I I I think the Cavs might have a better shot, but I feel like Jared Allen is uh is injured. I think he's not playing. Yeah. So no. that's you know, so there's an injury concern as well on the the Cavs side. So mm-hmm. you know, if I'm picking sides, I definitely think Brooklyn needs to uh, uh is favored to win, and then after that they got to face what the Hornets and whoever the Hornets are playing. Hawks, dude. Hornets that's our boy Hawks. Josh, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So Josh so, is nervous as hell. I mean, I think it's Wednesday they'll be playing yeah. for the the chance to play the eighth seed, the uh, the winner of Brooklyn and. Uh, or the loser of Brooklyn and the Cavs. So, man, it's a. I mean, I know Josh's season hasn't gone well either, given that they're the ninth or tenth seed. I think they're the ninth seed, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so they'll host the Hornets, basically. Yeah. I mean, it, that's going to be a tough game, man. We're talking about Lamella Balls, the darling of the NBA now. I'll tell you this. My 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 uh, my take on this, you know, this play-in mm-hmm. matchup or wild card mm-hmm. matchup, basically, is. Any extra game he plays and any extra game that puts you at risk for injury. Mm, so mm-hmm. anytime you can lessen the amount of minutes that you can put on your stars uh, who are who seem to be injury prone, KD mm-hmm. and, and Kyrie, yeah. despite being favored, that's not a good thing. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting. They still got to play uh, and you know we'll see what happens, man. What do you think about the Hawks and uh, Hornets matchup? I mean... We got to give our shout out to our boy Josh Hawksbro. Yeah. So that's a big game. What, what's your call game. on it? Well, in addition to uh, matchups, it's also like a one game do or die situation, yeah. man. Yeah. And anything could happen on a single game. Mm-hmm. Like if what if Trey Young has like a cold shooting night? Yeah, that might be the 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 factor that really determines the game. Or if Lamelo mm-hmm. just, or if there's foul trouble for you know for the Hornets for Lamelo Ball, for example, that could really yeah. change the game. So you really never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, there mm-hmm. are advantages, but it's not like you know a, a final series where it's best of seven where you can make adjustments. If yeah. you have foul trouble, if you have an injury, if you have a cold shooting night, mm-hmm. that might be lights out. So it's tough, man. It's tough to save. I think I think normally you want to side. I mean, it's a one game elimination, right? It's a game seven, pretty much. So you usually try to side on the home co- home team just mm-hmm. because they're more comfortable and you got the crowd to back you up and also experience, right? If you're the home team and you have experience, yeah, you tend to side towards that. I mean, Trey Young has experience now. Lamelo has not been in the playoffs, so um, I think given those two factors, you you want to give the Hawks an edge. And I know people who are Hawks fans out there sometimes you're like, dude, don't jinx them and stuff. Yeah. But look, we're not Hawks fans. I mean, like, we're not truly <laughs> Hawks fans. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you know, exactly. we're, we're rooting for Josh, but we're not Hawks fans. Exactly. So, hey, you know, hopefully it's not a jinx thing. But yeah, you, you, you want to break it down and be like, all right, home team has advantage. And Trey Young, dude, dude has ice in his veins. I mean, you see last year, he, he took the Hawks deep, and which is why people are disappointed in the Hawks this year because of last year's run. You would hope that would build on it. But they're in the play-in. So you just never know, man. Like, you can't take last season. And nothing is given. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because you have success the season before doesn't mean it's easily duplicated. 
and they I'll, have all the same parts. It's not like they got worse, you know? Exactly. It's, it's pretty much the same squad. Yeah, it's, you know, same squad, same experience throughout the mm-hmm. year. They should have more rhythm. They should know uh, how to play with each other a little bit more. So you never know what could happen in any given year. With that said, I do think this whole play-in, I know, I know, you know, some people are hot and cold depending on where their mm. teams are at with this whole play-in tournament. I like to call yeah. it a wild card. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, where there's, it expands the level of potential uh, competition or com- mm. teams that are competitive, right? Uh, so, I don't know. It keeps, you know, a wider uh, range of fans engaged with their season yeah. later into the season. So, you know... I was on the short end of the stick with the Warriors losing the play-in game yeah. last year. Um, but in many ways, outside looking in, it always kind of seems like it's a good idea, man. You know, more fan bases can just kind of be a little bit more interested later in the season instead of just kind of, you know, gearing up for the playoffs and thinking about next year already. Man, I agree with you. As much as what you said earlier about what an extra game can cost your team, you know, an injury, right? Let's say you're you you're you're a Brooklyn Nets fan and you're the seventh seed. Normally, you would be locked in already, but you got to play potentially another game, potentially two games actually, if you lose exactly. that first game. So you're like, dang, two more games of KD risking injury. That sucks. But as a just a general fan, yeah, it's more spicy, man. Like Definitely. all these f- fan bases are still engaged. Normally, you're checked out. Like if you're like. Uh, the Hawks and you know you're out of it or you're Hornets you're like man you know screw this season already you know I'm, I'm, I'm mailing it in but yeah. you're like shoot we got a chance you know exactly yeah. exactly and so you know if I, if I were Josh I'd rather still be hoping yeah. for a win at this point <laughs> rather than thinking about the off season and what changes you have to be making <laughs> and dude and that transitions me into <laughs> the Lakers season because as I said man a lot of times people are like you know, they might, you've got to humble yourself a little bit. As fans, when you're used to success and you have LeBron James, AD, and Russell, Russell Westbrook on your team and you're not doing well, you're like, you know what, at least we got the play in. You know, you, you, you first say, well, maybe we'll just be a lower seed, right? And then yeah. you're like, oh, we at least got the play in. And next thing you know, dude, we're not even in the play in. <laughs> Nothing is given, man. The guys still have to go out there and win the games. <laughs> Regardless of how much you feel like, hey, you know what, we still got a, we still got a chance. Yeah. If you don't win the games, you're not going to be in the play-in. Exactly. And that's how bad the season has been for the Lakers. Wow. Yeah. Talk about unexpected, man. I actually thought that the Lakers would at least be in play for that 9 or 10 yeah. seed despite that. You know what I mean? You, I yeah. mean, you guys were rubbing elbows with the Spurs who don't really have a star. And exactly, I don't even know, man. You know what I mean? Well, DeJounte Murray, people say he's like a star, but, you know, you know exactly. he's, not, he's not a household name. Let's just put it that way but ended up having a, a record that's closer to the Sacramento Kings yet record. Yikes. Oh, man. So. And the Kings try to make a run for the play-in because they traded for DeMontis Sabonis, but that didn't work out for them because he actually got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that Tyrese trade. Jeez, man. Know. And Tyrese has been killing it, I think, put it stat-wise yeah. in, at, on the Pacers. Um, I know it hasn't translated to wins because the Pacers are tanking also. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. still, though, like, I mean, I know some Kings fans are still crying and there's it's yet to be determined how this trade will play out in the long run because maybe Sabonis is going to kill it next year yeah. because we, he'll be healthy, right? Yeah. And he'll put up monster stats and people will forget about it. But Tyrese still looks pretty damn good, man. So is the theory right, though, with the mm. play-in, despite how the Lakers were kind of 
you know, sinking towards the end of the season, mm. were you remaining engaged, knowing that there was still a glimmer mm. of hope to reach I, the postseason? There's like two polar spectrums of Laker fans, right? There's let's let's shout out our boy David. He's he's uh, my high school friend, and he has been mm. on this podcast to talk Lakers one episode, and he was always hopeful. Like there's a part of him that's like, you know what? Let's just get in the play in. You know, let's just win the winnable games. You know, yeah, we're not gonna beat the Suns in terms of like the regular season games because they're better teams, right? Mm. But we can, we can we can beat the bad teams. You know, at least at least beat the bad teams. But you know mm. what? The Lakers lost to the bad teams because they're not a good team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had LeBron James starting at center. Don't get me wrong, he's you know he's a big dude, right? But you're probably not gonna win many games when you got LeBron James starting at the center. I mean. He's 37 years old. It's a grind to play the center. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just how bad the team was at the end. And I have watched the Lakers the whole season, and they're just not consistent. And they've lost to bad teams, and they definitely lose to good teams. So there was no miracle cure. Uh, and you could tell like the parts didn't fit. And also, there was a lack of... I think the continuity not fitting took away the heart of the team because people didn't understand their roles. They didn't feel comfortable in their roles. And then you have these, like, obviously big stars on the team putting a lot of pressure on the younger guys. Mm-hmm. It just didn't mix, man. And AD obviously being hurt wasn't helpful at all because that guy is the anchor defensively. So when you don't have that, it's game over, man. You don't have AD who can block shots, do everything that you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're going to lose to the majority of the teams, even with LeBron James going nuclear. And plus, LeBron James got hurt also. So he, yeah. I think he was nursing a, a sore ankle the entire, you know, uh, last third of the season, so he wasn't the same. Where does Russell Westbrook fall into this uh, this whole equation? I know you talked about like oh, not man. knowing roles and whatnot with the younger guys, but Russell Westbrook was supposed to be the you know the player that was able to carry the load when LeBron was hurt or mm. when AD was hurt, right? Given the yeah. superstar setup, what went wrong? I mean, good question. I actually think Westbrook, Westbrook gets a lot of flack. Because he's a, such an inanimate personality, mm-hmm. and he draws a lot of bad attention. But if you look at the track record, he was the healthiest player of the entire season. He played mm-hmm. most of the games. He actually led the team in most other statistical categories besides points. So he, he was durable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you always say, the best type of, of ability is availability. Yeah. And he was there for most of the games. So you got to give that credit to him. But in yeah. terms of fit, in terms of the way that... He might have been stubborn. I think he tried to fit too. Like you could tell, like he tried to be off ball, which is not very natural to Westbrook. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, according. I mean, because when you pair with LeBron James, and LeBron James needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. He tried to do the off ball thing and just didn't work out. So at the end of the day, I mean, I think it's more he's the easy scapegoat to go to. Yeah. And as you said, there's there's reason why he's being blamed because his play was poor, mm-hmm. but he is the scapegoat of the season. The Lakers just never could get on track. You could you could bring, break it down to so many levels, right? The roster was a bad build, mm-hmm. um, and Westbrook was a was part of that bad build. And you could blame management. You can blame LeBron James, Clutch Sports. The pie is big, mm-hmm. and everyone deserves a piece of the blame. So it's hard to put it on one person, right? Um, but I I personally think management did has done a bad job, to be honest. Like these guys. Um, Rob Palinka and front office, you know, he signed. They signed these players. As much as you can say the clutch runs, um, the Lakers. They, at the end of the day, it's the Lakers, the team that runs the team. You know, yeah. they're the ones that make the call. Genie Bus signs the checks, man. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're the boss, you deserve the blame. 
Like, no matter what, you sign the checks. It's your yeah. team. Your, your name is on the, I own the Los Angeles Lakers. So as much as you're like, LeBron James wields the power. No, who ends up wielding the power is literally the boss of the company. If you let someone else wield the power, that's actually on you. Exactly. So exactly. it's easy to, to blame LeBron James, but I put it on the management. Like they have not fielded a good team the last two years. Funny um, you mentioned that Russ was a scapegoat. Technically, Russ is still with the team at this point. Yeah, the one that has is. been let go, or the actual scapegoat thus far, is yes. Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts about Frank Vogel? I mean, obviously, he has mm. a piece of the pie, like what you have mentioned, yeah. in terms of being responsible. But, like, I mean, if you're a cook, right? You yeah. know, you got to have the ingredients to make it all work out, right? And the ingredients weren't, the flavors weren't working together. The ingredients were there, but the flavors mm-hmm. weren't working out as a dish. So I get, I get that question you have to ask is if there was another coach coaching this team, would they have yielded better results, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you could argue if Ty Lue was the coach and you can see what he did with the Clippers. And the Clippers didn't have Paul George for all and Kawhi Leonard. And they are in the playoffs right now. They're the eighth seed, mm-hmm. you know? Without Kawhi and PG for the most of the season and being the eighth seed, you know, that's commendable for yeah. sure. I they, mean, look at the – they were playing Reggie Jackson, who, again – I know he's an NBA starter and all that stuff, but Reggie Jackson was left for dead for a while. Exactly. Until the Clippers signed him. And he's then he had the that really seat. great run last year, right? Exactly, exactly. They revived his career there for sure. Mm-hmm. So you can argue that if, if, let's say, someone like Ty Lue was running the Lakers. I only mentioned Ty Lue because he was in the running for the coaching job mm-hmm. before they hired Frank Vogel. And I think Ty Lue actually turned down the job. So could you argue that he would have done a, a better job with LeBron James and whatever with Westbrook and the, the, the poor supporting cast they had? I think you could argue, yeah, he would do a little better job. I, I think, think they would be in the plan. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assumption that he would do a better job. He has history with LeBron mm-hmm. winning a title in Cleveland and managing superstar personalities with Kyrie, who is another one of those superstars that kind of, are, you know, is a personality to manage and Kevin Love. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I, you know, props to Vogel. He got the championship and he was the coach for the team and, and he did put together, you know, the lineups, the schemes and stuff like that. But I guess I don't think he adjusted well in this season. And it was difficult. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think the Lakers had 40 different starting lineups or something like that. So it, it's pretty ridiculous that what he had to deal with. But that's kind of the job of a coach, man. You have to, like, like during these COVID seasons, a lot of coaches had to learn on the fly and make adjustments. So it's not just Vogel that had to deal with injuries and try to be successful. There are other teams that had to deal with injuries and were more successful. So... Um, as much credit as he can get for that championship, he this is this is it, man. Be an NBA coach and you're coaching LeBron James, the pressure comes with it. You exactly. gotta win. This is so, why you get paid the big bucks, man. You gotta be able exactly. to you gotta be able to execute and actually, you know, win at you know at that at this point of the game if you're mm-hmm. you know, if you have superstars with that. And if you follow the NBA long enough, you know whoever the, the first person that gets canned is always the coach because they can get fired easily. You can't yeah. fire players. If they're yeah. under contract, you can't. You have to trade them and it takes time to trade someone, right? Yeah. So the coach is always the first to go, for sure. I mean, look at Luke Walton, man. Luke Walton bounced from the Lakers to the Kings and now he doesn't even have a job. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was I saw a meme online where they were comparing the Luke Walton Lakers with Bi. Mm. Oh, and, I saw that too. And, yeah. and Randall and was it Jordan Clarkson's and, and and whatnot? And they had a better record than this yeah. superstar laden Laker team. That's I saw that the caption was like uh, Le- uh, LeBron James made the Lakers worse, <laughs> <laughs> and they showed the two teams. Yeah. That's sad but true, man. If you look at the records, that's how bad the Lakers were this season. It's incredible how bad they were. I'm, I'm still 
shocked how bad they were. I mean, shocked not in the sense that when I look at the season, I watch mostly all, most of the games. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. But still, overall, I'm like, this is a LeBron James team. Yeah. And they had Russell Westbrook. Exactly, exactly. Oh, the star man. power was there, man. So I think that's why this is one of the most epically disappointing mm-hmm. seasons. Not just from a Lakers standpoint, yes. but just from the NBA. Just because, I mean, dude, even young LeBron... You know, mm-hmm. who didn't have all of the, you know, the the supporting cast in terms of big names, uh, was able to do a little bit better. With that said, I mean, it's tough, man. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And this yeah. was a season that really kind of uh, demonstrated that. So what's I next? Think... What's the fix? <laughs> well, yeah, dude, the fix is gonna be difficult. I think they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have to trade Westbrook. I mean. Westbrook is part of the team right now. He has a player option for $47 million. And dude, you can bet take... your ass he's going to take it. Of course, dude. <laughs> it's money in the bank right there. Yeah. Jeez. So I think the, the Lakers will look to trade Westbrook in the offseason. Um, they'll probably play like, oh, we might bring him back for leverage. But let's be honest, he's not coming back. Yeah. I don't think anybody in their right mind after this past season can see this roster and be like, hey, we can be... Maybe they can be better if the team's healthy, but this is not a championship-winning team. Mm-hmm. So they're going to trade Westbrook. I think there is a market, a small market, because he's going to be an expiring contract. So despite being paid $47 million, people who are trying to get rid of bad contracts, they'll be willing to take that contract because then it expires, and then you have all this free room, right, if you yeah. want to rebuild. So we'll see what happens. I Do I trust the front office in executing a great trade? No, I don't. So... The summer will be big. The offseason will be big to see what they do with Westbrook and then the other insularity pieces, um, how to build the roster because all these players they signed, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo, Anthony, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Monk played out, played well. You know, mm-hmm. I give Malik Monk credit. Um, these guys, I don't know if they're coming Stanley. back, man. Yeah, yeah, Stanley. I mean, some of these young guys did well. They, they brought on, like in the middle of the season, Stanley Johnson played really well. You know, he yeah. the energy. Like some of these older vets, like if you don't surround them with the right team, like these guys aren't energy guys, you know, yeah. they, they're just guys that can bring experience. But yeah, like it's different if you're, if they're put in positions to play roles that they're not comfortable in, you know, Avery Bradley is another guy that, you know, like, yeah, the right fit. Um, yeah, he could play well, but if you need him to go up and down the floor, you know, for 48 minutes, he's not that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be so, interesting. So that'll be the first domino is this Russell Westbrook. I do feel like yeah. that, obviously, and from the uh, from the the front office and maybe more start with the coaching. I don't mm-hmm. know if uh, Palinka oh, is on thing. hot water yeah. at this point. I don't think so yet, dude. After like the whole Kobe thing, I think he's brought, bought himself another year or two for sure. Mm-hmm. Being Kobe's PR. former agent and, you know, like him speaking to... You know the tragedy and stuff like that. I think that bot. Yeah, it's a bad. It's just bad PR. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what's worse PR at this point. You know how quickly people yeah. forget. After you 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 smell the roses from the first championship. Yep. All the stink comes out, and all of exactly. those ruined flowers are, are are pretty bad right now. So. There's just there's a lot of details, and I won't get into minutia of it. Mm-hmm. But being a GM, being uh, that having that role and handling contracts, setting up contracts. Um, dealing trades there's all these little things matter like when you trade away first round picks when you can't leverage enough you know when you don't return back assets that you'll need down the down the line these are all things that like people who don't 
look into the nitty gritty, this is the stuff that can win you championships down the line because all these assets matter, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. So that's why I give the front office more crap. Um, not outside of just like, oh, you traded for Westbrook. There's a lot of little details that I think they've passed, haven't really like dotted the T's and, and, uh, and wait, dotted the I's and uh, crossed the T's. So yeah, yeah I, I think the hot seat is on. So I think in the next one or two years, if they don't feel the competitive roster and this, this is it. This is yeah, not good, man. Not good. Some rolls, uh, heads will be rolling for sure. It's all good, man. We can uh, <laughs> relieve you of your uh, of your stress at this point. It was a brutal yeah. year. Hey, the Rams won the 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 Super Bowl, so you guys That's are, true. are you can you know hang your laurels on that for now. <laughs> L.A. City of hey, Champions. Man. You got to you got to find the silver lining somewhere. <laughs> I will say this: I do think. The Lakers not making the plan, it just ended the misery earlier. Because mm-hmm. I think if they're playing, there's like the obvious this obviously this hope. It was never gonna happen. For those that were like, oh dude, if we got in the plan, no, stop. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. Hey <laughs> so, man, same thing. You can make the same argument with Brooklyn and Kyrie and uh, Ben true. Simmons, right? That's true. You get your that's you true. get your superstars. Yeah. You know, you yeah. never if you know. You got your superstars, have... but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just Hey, you watch yeah. the games all season, so yeah. you've seen you seen what. At that. least Brooklyn has a winning record, dude. That's true. They at least have a winning record on the season. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. All I can um, say is when I saw them play the Warriors, I saw LeBron hit almost sixty points, and they sure as hell look damn good. That I mean, night. LeBron can go nuclear. Let's. Le- I mean, it's a LeBron James. So, but why didn't he go nuclear at the end of the season then? <laughs> He was right hurt. <laughs> yeah he was yeah. hurt yeah well if he's hurt now he's hurt in the play-in same thing dude exactly exactly uh, so either way i mean the season's over man it, the lakers ended our own misery so they're like you know what screw your hope look forward to next year if lebron james is still even on the team I, he will be but we'll see we'll see he has one year left we'll see what happens the It'll be an interesting offseason for the Lakers, but let's move on to happier things, man. Yeah. At this point, like LeBron is... wanting to play with Steph Curry. Nah, it's yeah, there you go. Headline. <laughs> <laughs> Even what? Steph Curry like was like, nah, <laughs> ain't Steph, happening. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the Warriors, man. Yeah. And and the last couple episodes of our our podcast, you are not in the best of moods, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the I Warriors. Mean... The they war- limped to the finish, dude. I don't even know limp is the right word. They freaking were on a wheelchair. They were like yeah. rolling, but I'll yeah, tell you but- this: that we were on the same page. The same mm-hmm. amount of frustration that you had with your Lakers, I had with mm-hmm. my Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, how many games did Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron play this year? Uh, I heard it was like, like twenty, 20 yeah, tw- yeah 25, 27, yeah. whatever, yeah. more than twenty games. Yep. How many minutes have Clay Thompson? Minutes. Right, mm-hmm. not even games. Minutes have Clay mm-hmm. Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry played this year. Eleven Ooh. freaking minutes, bro. Wow, that's crazy, dude. So minutes. That's what I'm saying. It's just like it's so frustrating, just because Clay was out most of the year, and the Warriors were doing well actually. But then when he comes back, the same game that Clay mm-hmm. comes back, Draymond Green exits. With this mysterious injury, which started off as a calf issue, mm. we, then became a back issue. And then when Draymond comes back, mm. literally, Steph, uh, Marcus Smart, Marcus Stupid, uh, <laughs> goes goes for the legs and then uh, mm. knocks Steph out for, what, more than 10 games in the season. So yeah. 
there was definitely a huge lack of continuity at least with our stars mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it really kind of made for a very rocky you know february through march and in april we kind of were able to kind of put things a little bit better but man we lost to the teams like the magic on the road we lost to like bottom feeder teams dude lottery teams and i was not happy. washington you guys lost to washington. yeah we lost to washington uh, dude yeah Corey kispert that? was like he looked like <laughs> he looked like trey young against us dude. it was crazy man so it was really really frustrating but um towards the last five games of the season april was good for you guys. april april was a little bit better they definitely were able to make some adjustments mm-hmm. um and then we ended up the season with a five game winning streak which yes. made me feel you needed a little it bit, though you needed it oh man. we needed every oh, bit of man. it dude because yeah. every week we were we were you could have been you could have dropped we could have been a seven and eight exactly yeah, seven and eight exactly if you lost five games in a row yeah heck yeah exactly exactly and we were playing really tough teams too we were playing uh you you know playoff level teams towards the end Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. (sighs) at this point but but i saw the last game clay went nuclear right yeah clay (laughs) that's a good sign with uh with a new orleans team that was gearing itself up for for rest for the play-in game Mm -hmm. but still i'll take it yeah Um, you want that rhythm going exactly exactly so uh, right now, we find ourselves in the three seed, and we mm-hmm. are matched up with the number six seed, which mm. are the Denver Nuggets, mm. with what seems to be the incumbent. Uh, early returns are showing that Nikola Jokic might be a back-to-back yeah. MVP, dude. I mean, the dude deserves it, man. The guy's a beast. So, he is a beast, and I am very, 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 very much worried mm. that he can, you know, kind of uh, dominate our bigs. Before or we our talk lack about the matchup, yeah. I want to ask you the update on Steph Curry. What's the update? I mean, this is this is the the big question here, man. So as Before of, we can even talk about the matchup. Yeah, as of time of recording, which is what noontime Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, and the playoffs start this Saturday for the Warriors. That's coming up soon, bro. There has not been an update. Last time Ooh. Steve Kerr has made um, mm. a comment about it on Sunday night. He, what he mm. said was. Um, you know, his status is going to be evaluated uh, during practice this week. So he mm. may be uh, questionable for game one for mm. us. Um, do you think that, this is gamesmanship, though? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I do think there's an element of gamesmanship. You know, have point. the other team kind of scheme for both, you know, like exactly. put effort into like scheming for both scenarios? Exactly, exactly. You don't really want to kind of tip your cards at mm. this point in the game, especially in the playoffs. I'll tell you this. It's just like during the time that Steph has been rehabbing, he's been going to the Final Four. He's been doing interviews <laughs> with people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, if you are really in a bad situation, you're not going to be mm-hmm. going zero dark 30. Uh, I mean, yeah. you would be going zero dark 30 yeah. just because you're kind of, you know, trying to get get right before the playoffs. So, yeah, take it for what it is. It may be gamesmanship. I would love to see Steph there. Um yeah for game one but right now no update man Ooh, yeah i mean that's you as a fan you want an update a positive one right so yeah. uh i mean it's it's tuesday right now so we're talking about saturday i'm sure there will be updates come wednesday thursday friday for sure yeah. because the media will be all over that and then the media will probably try to cover their practices and you know you'll see how he's moving and how he's um, playing in the practices so i i suspect he's um going to play 
because I think he's doing on-court work already. So yeah, he is doing um, on-court. That work. doesn't mean that he's ready to play in a live competitive ma- uh, playoff game, but it's a good sign though, you know? Like um yeah. I mean, I'm I hope he plays. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you this before we talk about the matchup. It might be a blessing in disguise towards the mm-hmm. end just because Steph really didn't have the best of his years. I mean, mm-hmm. he's had MVP caliber years. He had an MVP caliber year earlier in the season, but his shooting yeah. was like his shooting slump was well documented after yeah. he hit that record hitting three to be the top no. three point shooter of all time. You know, I don't think he hit 40% for threes for the first time in his career. Um, and mm. his numbers were way down across mm-hmm. the board. And who knows, mm. you know, maybe Steph was nursing a couple of other injuries. So maybe mm-hmm. he can come out refreshed and, you know, guns a-blazing with the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how he, he, he comes through. But it definitely was not the best season for him. Last year, it was crazy, right? Yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, but he was go he, he was he was guns a-blazing last year. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I I, it's, I do find it interesting that you mentioned that this is the first year he hasn't shot 40% um, uh, uh, beyond the arc. So that's actually an interesting stat um, to kind of pay attention to as Steph Curry gets older in his career and no one can escape father time. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that progression is. He is the greatest shooter ever in the NBA history. So um, I hope he gets back healthy. Let's talk about the matchup, man. Mm-hmm. You got the, the, the Warriors versus the Nuggets. You know, yeah. how, how was the season series? The season series was one win from the Warriors and three losses against the Nuggets. So we're mm. one and three against the Nuggets. Ooh, that's not a good sign. It though. is not a good <laughs> sign, dude. You know, it's well chronicled that the James Wiseman issue with, uh, with the Warriors where, you know, he always kept on getting setbacks with his knee issues. Yeah. So. He was yeah. supposed to be one of our fives, mm-hmm. but we only have Kavon Looning manning the, the center position for us. So, you know, the Joker eats up, yeah. you know, bigs. And we really don't have the size to really kind of limit him. So uh, we haven't won the season series. The only time that we've won was like a throwaway game, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But to give you proper context, though, mm-hmm. in four of those games, Draymond Green did not play in any of those games. Yeah. Right. So Draymond was either injured. He is he a was, key component. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was injured. He was on the COVID list or he was like uh, on load management mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, any of those games. Mm-hmm. So he is one X factor and he's guarded the Joker before, obviously. Yeah. Um, so... He might really change the, the, you know, the the math here in terms of how we be, are able to match with the Joker. Mm, that that is a key factor. I I, I mean, Draymond is an all world defender, but he is a lot shorter than you, you know, the Joker, Jokic. Yeah. So, um, I think Dre will do a lot better job than Kevon Looney. I mean, let's be honest. When when Jokic sees that he's playing against Kevon Looney, this guy's like, dude, I'm gonna have a day. <laughs> I'm. Get ready for a triple double, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, I I love Kevon Loon. He 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 plays hard. He's a hard worker. You can tell. But yeah, he's he's no he's no Draymond Green in terms on defense. So yeah, like this matchup is really comes down to just that man, the Joker, dude. Can he control? Can you can make the Joker uncomfortable enough to affect the rest of the team? Basically, I think that's what the the matchup is going to look like in the sense that. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are seem mm-hmm. to be still on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I know Murray's been kind of working some, uh, doing some on court stuff, but I don't think he's cleared 
to nah, play for so. for round one. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's the Joker and players like Bones Highland, yeah, uh, Austin Aaron Rivers, Gordon, Austin yeah. Rivers, uh, yeah. Monte Morris, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's not really the you know it's not really the the superstar squad that you would expect. So mm-hmm. I think the game plan here is to make sure that you can limit the Joker, or if mm-hmm. if you can't limit him, limit the damage only coming from the Joker and. Yeah. And, and, and cancel out all of the other supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. I do think, uh, looking at it in terms of matchup-wise, um, I was looking at it, right? So you got the the Warriors at three, uh, and then obviously Memphis has two, and then they, they're trying to determine the seventh and eighth seed, right? So it would have been Minnesota and Clippers are in the play-in, or like they're the seventh and eighth seed, and they're playing... Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans, and San Antonio are the ninth and tenth, so they will determine that. I expect Minnesota and Clippers to make the playoffs. Um, I don't think it'll change much, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think the Pelicans have much. They got CJ and San Antonio Spurs. I just don't see them making the playoffs. I mean, cool that they made the play in over the Lakers. Damn it! But <laughs> um, it's yeah. I don't. I just. It's not. They don't got the the firepower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. So. Like, I think the Nuggets actually were the worst matchup you guys could have got just because of the Joker. Uh, I mean, if you were the second seed, I guess if you played Minnesota, um, then, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best shooting big men in the league. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he won the three-point shooting contest in the All-Star break, but they're still pretty, you know, young. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, like, this, this is why I'm like, man, that Nuggets matchup was tough, and I guess I can see why you were kind of pissed that the, the Warriors didn't really hold down four and try to secure that second seed um, because, you know, you hopefully get an easier matchup. But again, the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. for now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully that plays to the edge for Golden State Warriors and they can, you know, limit the Joker. But that's not an easy matchup, man. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets are a well-coached team and the Joker is MVP. I, I really do think he'll win the MVP. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, Maybe edging out Joel Embiid. It'll be tough. It'll it'll either be Joel or the Joker. And yeah, yeah man, I'm not really thrilled about the matchup. With mm-hmm. that said, I mean, the only other option was facing the Jazz. Uh, if we dropped yeah. down to four, or dropped our last game, actually, mm-hmm. we could have dropped down mm-hmm. to four. There could have been some maneuvering that could have been done by the Warriors to match up with the Jazz. And the ja- our, our series... Uh, uh, matchup with the Jazz was a little bit more leaning towards us. It might have been three mm-hmm. one uh, on, mm-hmm. on the Warriors end, but they have health on their side in the they sense do. They, do. they do have yeah. Donovan back. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. They did lose Joe Inglis and whom they eventually yes. traded, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Gobert Mitchell, you know, mm-hmm. that's not a bad squad. Uh, no, so I don't not. know. I mean, they, yeah, they they got a lot of experience. Their team has been together. Uh, I do think uh, losing Ingles Ingles it hurts a lot because he's actually a really crafty player. He kind of is a glue guy, so yeah. Um, which is probably why their record they they've always been like a really high team in the standings, just because they have continuity. They usually play really well defensively because Gobert is a perennial All Defensive Player, yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, even. exactly. So yeah, like they they did actually had a rough season this year, considering their the uh, six uh, fifth seed. Sorry. Yeah. But now they're, they're matched the up. Mavericks. Now yeah. they're matched up. Utah's matched up with uh, with Dallas with Luca, mm-hmm. and apparently. Mm-hmm. Luka... And you you messaged me the other night. You're like, 
Ooh, dude, the last game of the season, Luca pulls his calf. Ooh, that's rough, man. That if you're a Mavs fan, you're crying right now. Rough, I don't know what man. the extent of his injury is, but uh, from reports, it doesn't seem like he's moving around well on it. Yeah, no timetable for a return. That's not good, dude. <laughs> Anytime your the the news blurb on your player is no timetable, that is troubling. <laughs> Very troubling. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. That's the only thing you can say with Yeah. That. I mean, I want Luca to play. Let's be honest. I mean, of like, course. I love watching him play. I, I'm not wishing ill. It's just, dude. And you've had a you personally have had a calf injury. Yeah. You don't mess with the calf, and you we've seen it's been well chronicled what happens to players with a calf injury. AD had a calf injury. KD had a all the D's, man, yeah. had a calf injury and didn't turn out well for them, man. <laughs> Did not. Yeah, exactly. And they all hurt him at crucial times exactly. in the playoffs. The way that ah. he hurt it, too, was like non-contact. Ooh, right? Yeah. So just, just like KD, right? He just kind of pulled up. Actually, he yeah. landed and then he kind of pulled up lame. So it'll Dre be... had a calf injury this year. Exactly, <laughs> Which turned out and to he was be out a back for how long, injury. dude? So... How long was he out for? <laughs> he was out for like two months, man. I know. You can't expect these guys, especially non-contact, to come back just like like nothing happened man yeah so <laughs> it'll be interesting man it will be very very interesting as to how the playoffs occur so mm-hmm. yep uh warriors tip off let's just cl- the yeah. saturday yeah. we'll see what happens i'm excited dude this is this is the heart of the season this is the most intense part of the season now it starts on saturday i know the play-in starts so the intensity starts before then mm-hmm. but for your team it starts saturday and we will see what ends up happening <laughs> we won't do predictions right now obviously you know even if if uh jc was to predict he was going to predict the warriors to win why the hell would you not predict yeah, the warriors to win? True. so let's talk about this before we end this episode let's talk about the plan for the west mm-hmm. you know because we got our boy leo there too so we got to give a shout out to leo the clippers made it over the lakers mm-hmm. to this spot the eighth seed and who would have thought that you know so he's laughing he's cr- you know he's laughing at me right now i know he is Despite his cordial nature of like, oh, you guys had a great season. You guys tried hard. No, I know he's laughing at this. He's he's reveling in this for sure because LA has a rivalry. And let's go. So the Clippers are the eighth seed. Minnesota is the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. Pelicans and the San Antonio's made it over the Lakers. They're the ninth, tenth seed. What do you expect to happen? Yeah, I think I agree with your your call. I think, you know, neither the, the Pelicans or the Spurs mm-hmm. are going to go forward and i think the current rankings will 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 set forth i think you know Mm. one extra game to just give them another shot but they just don't think they are in the same tier as either the clippers despite being unhealthy uh Mm -hmm. and and the t-wolves despite being young Mm -hmm. so um you know good luck to the spurs and pelicans but they are just dealing with injuries and just inexperience and it's just not going to be enough so what's the point what do you think about um, Mini playing the uh, the Clippers for the seventh spot? Do you think uh, Minnesota will hold down the seventh spot, or do you think the Clippers might just jump in there? I mean, Paul George is healthy now. Uh, that's interesting. So they're playing in Minnesota. Yeah, they're playing in Minnesota. That's that's a good matchup, actually. That is a the good Clippers matchup. Could sneak in there, yeah. but health is always going to be a factor, man. And I just mm-hmm. feel like without um, without. Uh, Kawhi, it's just gonna be mm. really tough. With that mm. said, it's a one game, right? Play. Hey, Ty Lue is yeah, a good coach. Exactly, man. exactly. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll I'll switch my 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 tune and Ooh, think nice. that the Laker, uh, the Clippers. Sorry, the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was the Lakers. <laughs> the the Clippers uh, are gonna be able to pull it off just by the experience that Ty Lue has mm-hmm. brings to the table in these big games. Um, mm-hmm. you know, 
Cat and Ed- Edwards need to take their knocks and licks first yeah. before they are able to find any success uh, in the playoffs. So I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I think the Clippers are going to sneak in the seventh seed. I think, yeah, I think Paul George has been there. You know, Cat and D'Angelo, I know he, he, he had a good season on the Nets that one year. But I don't know if those guys are ready. I mean, they do have Patrick Beverly, who will just annoy the shit out of everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I think the Clippers will sneak in there. They are a sneaky team, so we'll we'll, we'll see soon. Um, best of luck to Leo. Pat Bev sure. back in LA. That's actually yeah, a spicy. That's Ooh, see, that's a spicy matchup, dude. That's, that's, that's a very spicy really matchup. Interesting to kind of see how that happens. And you know, he's gonna talk the talk, man. He's gonna at least like, you know, and <laughs> like do some weird shit exactly. to somebody <laughs> speaking of Kawhi, i've seen him walk around and like start you know being on courts i don't know if he's still in play or what what's what do you think? i don't think so man i think like they probably have resigned to not pushing his limits because this is Kawhi leonard we're talking about you know you don't want to risk like they invested heavily into him like it's not worth the risk in putting him back into this playoff action with no real like ramp up you know that's true and he's been i mean He's had a myriad of injuries, so you don't you don't f with that. And sure. historically speaking, he himself is just a little bit more conservative with his time frames. Exactly. So, exactly. He himself, yeah. I don't think he would put himself in that position. Ooh, but yeah, um, man, if they were healthy, I mean, ooh. dude, if he came back, dude, they might be one of the strongest eighth seeds ever. Yeah, exactly. If if they if they end up being the eighth seed or seventh seed, I mean, talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I mean, these if they were healthy the entire season, I think they would be a top three team. Yeah. Like easily. Brooklyn I mean, might have something to say about that, though, if they are the 7 or 8 seed. But that, yeah, I know what you that, mean. No, that is true. That, that is that's, true. That's, that is but, true. But Brooklyn doesn't have Ben Simmons. They, I don't I know, the, dude. They're saying that he might be. I know. Protected. They're saying he might come back. Yeah. He might be. Put- There's so many interesting storylines, man. It like, really the traits that happened in the season. Ben Simmons not being on the court yet, but he might come back. These are all things that are just still developing. None of these teams are completely so. I mean, even, like, the Nuggets. Like, they're saying, like, Jamal Murray... Uh, they're not saying completely no at this point. Yeah, you know it's unlikely, but I mean that's a huge uh, question mark. You I, know, I do if think you can somehow get back. I do think there's a lot of gamesmanship involved with all of these yeah, yeah. these these players. Because honestly, if yeah. they were really seriously in play, yeah. you know, I, again, you need ramp up, right? And this yes. is what worries me about Steph coming back. There's exactly. no ramp yeah. up. Like these mm-hmm. guys, just can't, you can't just lace it up and then and and, and drop fifty. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm trying to will the truth for for, uh, for that to happen with with uh, yeah. with Steph, but it's just it's it's unless you're you know unless you're superhuman, it's just not gonna mm-hmm. happen that way. So yeah, I agree. Well, I got one last question before we end this podcast. Yeah. All right. So speaking of players that might come back and might not, you have the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans, and they said Zion could come back. Ooh. I think his stepdad actually said that, which is not the best source, yeah. <laughs> right? But if, if let's say, Zion, and he's been a hot topic for ever since he came into the league, if Zion can get back, do you think they have a shot? <laughs> I mean, this is he's a superstar, you know, of epic proportions. Um, no, they no they won't, dude. Okay. Like, Z- okay. I mean, he's a young player. Like, if there's anybody mm-hmm. that's going to have a shot of being able to really kind of transition back seamlessly it would be Mm -hmm. more experienced players that have an established system and Mm -hmm. given zion's injury history given Mm -hmm. zion's youth given zion's conditioning and given zion's Mm -hmm. sort of uh 
you know, questionable relationship with the Pelicans, all of these factors really don't give me cause to think that he's going to be a plug-and-play solution for the Pelicans. So, mm. given all of those, I don't mm. know, man. I don't think it's going to make a difference. All right. Well, I agree with you. And we'll end the episode on that. We got Tuesday and Wednesday to determine all the play-in. And then uh, you're actually going to go on a fun trip soon, and which we'll, we'll update on our next episode we record. Uh, and we will see, starting Saturday, how the series goes for the Warriors. I will be rooting for Josh's team. We will be rooting for... Uh, I don't know if I want to root for Leo, but... Um, either way, we got some you know, vets of this podcast. <laughs> Their teams are still in the running, unlike myself, um, who represent Mike and, and David, who have been on this podcast. It was a shit season, <laughs> and I'm glad that we can just focus on the offseason and, you know be depressed for the whole offseason it sucks man it sucks not being in the playoffs yeah so yeah good luck my friend jc good luck man yeah, <laughs> good man. luck on I'll, we'll take yeah. it man no. all of these top teams phoenix and memphis are looking real real good so mm-hmm. it's gonna take a miracle for all of these other teams that we talked about to mm-hmm. really make a run against these guys but hashtag sports man this is why we watch anything could happen for sure. So stay tuned. In the next episode we record, we'll have some fun updates on both our personal lives and also we'll talk more matchups. You know, like we focused on Warriors and, and um, the, the Nuggets today and the end of the Lakers season. But there's a whole yeah, East yeah. right there that, that had to be played out and tons of other West matchups where they're determined to play. And so thank you for listening. You know, follow us on our socials. We'll link them in the description below. As always, stay safe and peace. Peace.